In January, most churches that I've been in fellowship with, January is a big month to go to prayer, have prayer, have fasting, seek God for the new year. And uh, so it's an exciting month. And, uh, we don't have to go to the prayer room. We get to go to the prayer room. We get to go there. So some of you, before we get started, this doesn't count against my time. <laughs> a little exercise here we're going to open up with. How many of you got a piece of paper? Yes. And if you don't, raise your hand and we have more. Everybody has a piece of paper. Today we're talking about unanswered prayers. I'm just going to go there right now. That uh, somebody even said, when you go to the prayer room, the elephant in the room, you find the elephant in the room of every person's prayer room are prayers that are not answered. And how do you deal with that? What do you do with that? Do you do anything with it? So I'm going to ask you, because I know you've heard sermons on this. You've heard messages on why God doesn't answer prayer or why God will answer prayer. We've all heard it. So what I want you to do is I want you to write on your paper, big, write on your paper what you believe is a reason for unanswered prayer. It could be a message you heard, a sermon you heard. Maybe you don't even believe what you heard, but you, <laughs> but you heard it. And so maybe one word that you, uh, that you would write down on that paper that is a reason for unanswered prayer. Okay? Don't overthink this. You already doing it? Do it. Go. Now, write, write big, but leave yourself some room, too, because you might want to write down other people's answers. You're writing down your answer. We're going to learn from everybody else. Okay, so are we ready? Are we ready? So what I want you to do, I'm going to come to you. I'm going to point at you. You're going to lift your paper, and you're going to say what it is. Annie? Timing. Timing. Timing is a reason for an answered prayer. Lack of faith. Not, not praying. Oh, my. Okay, so if you hear an answer, I'm going to suggest to you write their answer on your paper. So we've already heard three. You should have three words on your paper right now. Three words on your paper, yeah. So one was timing, right, Richard? was about faith, lack of faith. Mandy was about not praying, just simply not praying. So that's on your paper because these represent our answers to unanswered prayer. What do you have? Unbelief. Write it down if you don't have it. What, what do you have? Not praying enough. Not praying enough. Okay. Chris, you got something for me? Consistency, yes, yes. Not being consistent enough. Yeah? Okay. God's will. God's will. Praying, maybe it's not God's will. 
Okay. What do you got? Unbelief. Unbelief. Lack of praise. Lack of praise. Oh, sin. Oh, I was wondering if anybody was going to go there. Unconfessed sin or the presence of sin. Stan. Say it again. Okay. Again, that's that consistency thing and constant and not giving up. Yeah. Not God's will. Okay. Disobedience. So you're hearing some, we're hearing some themes, aren't we? Whether it's sin, not praying enough, don't have faith. Uh, what do you have? Unbelief. Okay, yeah, we're hearing that. That's the third time on that one. Yes, unbelief. <laughs> you guys are people of faith because you know when it's not there. <laughs> Jan, you have one? Ooh, yes, yes, yes. Isn't that interesting we leave that one out? Because that, that can be a major one. So the message is about what is blocking your prayers. And this is, this is just the intro. Because I'm going I'm to pivot. And I'm going to take a whole other turn on this. Perhaps you will hear some things you haven't quite heard before when we're talking about Unanswered prayer, that elephant in the room. By the way, that elephant in the room of unanswered prayer, you've heard how, how do you eat a 3,000-pound elephant? One bite at a time. So you keep picking it away. It may be unanswered. It may be your elephant in the room, but you're going at it, right? So I've got, I've got four of them, and... Some of you mentioned this in, you know, in, in so many words. So doubt and unconfessed sin. Do you have doubt? Some of you said lack of faith. Lack of faith. So doubt, unconfessed sin. That was mentioned a lot. Nobody mentioned selfishness. Remember James teaching? Hey, you don't get what you want because you don't ask. But when you ask, then you ask very selfishly for your own pleasures, right? Maybe not according to the will of God. That, that could go there. And then, of course, unforgiveness. All right, so let's go there now. The title of the message today is not unanswered prayer, but the title of the message today is about unanswered prayer, and the title is What You Do Need to Know. What you do need to know, and first of all, you need to know, and I think Mandy alluded to this about one reason you don't get an answer to prayer is you don't pray. So I have a quote here by F.B. Meyer. He said, first of all, this is what you need to know. You need to know that the greatest tragedy is not unanswered prayer, but it is prayer that is unoffered. You don't make it. It's kind of like what people will say. I hope nobody's playing the lottery, but what people will say about playing the lottery. One thing is for sure. You will not win if you don't play. But you will not get answers to prayer unless you pray. So that's the biggest tragedy is no prayer at all. 
So I'm going to go through about six things that, of things that I believe, in spite of the elephant in the room, in spite of, you know, being in the prayer room, and you're, we're, we're all in the prayer room, we're all praying. By the way, when we go to the prayer room, and I don't necessarily mean the prayer room at church, but wherever your place is, the car, you know, out in the woods, whatever it is, even in the, you know, the privacy of your living room or whatever it is, that is your place of work. That is a workstation. Prayer can be misrepresented. It's not easy. And that's why sometimes we don't do it. For me, especially my background as a personal trainer and an athlete and doing all of this, and the prayer room is my gym. The prayer room needs to be your gym where it's there that you go to work and you work it through. It is totally exercise. Exertion, sweat, blood, cries, brokenness to go before God and lay it all out. And you get to do that. But here's what we need to know. Number one, yes, it's numbers. God is still God and I am not. When I have unanswered prayers, I must boldly declare and know, you know, no matter what, God is God and I am not. And think about how big he is, how great he is, and yes, he sees it all, and you know what? It's his business. Prayer is God's business. It's not your business. It's your work. And you work it. And God makes it his business to work it. It's up to him. He's, he, God, we know God is omni, omni in presence, in knowledge, in power. He's the alpha. He's the omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the genesis. He's the creator. He's the terminator. He's the resurrection of all things. So, sometimes we have a hard time dealing with unanswered prayer because we take our eye off our God. We take our eye off of the size and greatness and sovereignty of our God. We remember Job, right? Job had an encounter with God after much suffering. He goes through his suffering, and I just love the dialogue going on in Job. Job 38 and 39 and 40. Listen to it. Job 38, 1 to 4. I'm going to read the first few verses, and then you'll have a slide there. Then the Lord answered Job. So now God's speaking to Job. He's had his friends speak to him. He's had his wife speak to him. He's had men speak to him. He's had people speak to him. And now, finally, God shows up. And he answered Job out of the whirlwind and he said, who is this who darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Now prepare yourself like a man. Prepare yourself like a man. I will question you, God says, and you're going to answer me. 
were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. 39.1. Do you know the time when the wild mountain goats bear their young? Can you mark when the deer gives birth? Can you number the months that they fulfill? Do you know the time when they bear their young? So God's really drilling him, right? Do you know who you're speaking to? What God's saying is, do you know who you're talking to? And that's what we need to know too. Whether we have answered prayer or unanswered prayer. You know what? It's really almost irrelevant if you don't know who God is. I'll say that again. Your prayers are irrelevant if you don't know who God is. And how great and how big and to surrender and be at rest and be at peace with that. That God is God. And I am not. Well, Job got it. In Job 40, verse 3, Job answered the Lord. And he said, Behold, I am vile. What shall I answer you? I lay my hand over my mouth. Once I have spoken but I will not answer. Yes, twice, but I will not proceed any further. And then Job answered, and he continued to say some things. And then in verse 5 of chapter 42, he said, I have heard of you, God, by the hearing of the ear. But now my eyes see you. Therefore, when he sees God, therefore I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. That was the outcome of Job. Through it all, it was all about him coming to the end of himself and knowing who God really was and who he in relationship with God really was. So that's something that, yes, we need to know. We need to keep in our heart when unanswered prayer is working. Here's a statement. The work of prayer, this is yours truly statement, by the way. The work of prayer is about the help, the strength and endurance of our faith in relationship with God. Unanswered prayer is always a work, a work of faith. It's an opportunity, it's an invitation to raise your faith. Go again, go again. We, it's mentioned level up, but level up and go up. Lift up. And in fact, don't ever let your prayer level out. But let it keep exceeding and moving and advancing and the water level to raise. The untimely absence of delays, delays in our prayers, our unanswered prayers, they are always, and I'm going to say this, they are always purposed to test your 
faith and to grow your faith. You want to know the purpose behind it. You want to discover purpose in your prayer life that sometimes, yeah, I know, when we think of prayer, we think of answers. It's either yes or it's no or it's wait. But here's another one for you. There is also the voice of silence. Silence speaks. Yes, it does. Because God is word. You ever think about that? God is word. And he speaks with verbiage, and he speaks without verbiage. So you keep that in mind that God is speaking. You just don't like him speaking through the silence because you don't have a translation. But it is an opportunity for you to say, I will believe anyway. It will not undermine, destroy, compromise my faith. I stand. Faith. Faith. Here's a comment you may not agree with. I don't know. Nothing we do impresses God more than our faith. Think about it. You want to do things for God? You want to do things for God. I want to do things for God. I want to impress God. Keep faith. Use faith. Nothing. Nothing impresses God like faith. Why? We know that in Hebrews when he said, without faith, absolutely impossible. So that was just number one that we need to know. <laughs> Two, Jesus, no matter what, with your unanswered prayer, you will stand and you will say, Jesus is still my Lord. He is still my Lord. He is still my God. And he is Lord over all my needs, all my desires, and all the fulfillments of my life, all the future, all the destiny. My Lord, my God. That's who he is. Unanswered prayer. That is up to God. But I will still extend faith. And yes, I, I will not even be afraid in faith to put demands on God. Demands on God. Demands on his spirit to come. He's okay with that. God is not offended with that. He's not. He's not like, how dare you be so demanding? No, he doesn't do that. He just gives you silence. Or he might just give you delay. And he might smile and say, I love your faith, kid. He's still my Lord. You remember the, we know the story in Daniel of the Hebrew kids who were going to be put in the fiery furnace because they would not bow down? And we know their answer. If you're writing things down, Daniel 3, verse 18, they speak to the, to the king that they won't bow down because God will spare them, God will save them. But at the same time, if that prayer's not answered, what was their response? 
and they said, our God can do this, and they will ask him to do it. But they said, even if he doesn't, let it be known to you, O king, that we're not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you've set up. Number three, the third thing we need to know with unanswered prayer is that God always has the final word. God always has the final word. We pray, but God does his will. Can you imagine God doing something that's not his will? That's the integrity of God. That's just the way it is. God always has the final word. I'm going to give you three examples of when it came with kind of the struggle of, of prayer and ex having expectations and praying and crying and petitioning God. We do. We cry, we petition God. But why do you think Jesus so wonderfully puts in the Lord's Prayer? And he includes in there, make sure you pray your petitions. You pray your heart, your desires. You pray and intercede for other people. But make sure that it's evident that your heart comes out and says, Lord, but no matter what, your will be done. Not my will. You're praying your prayers, but at the same time, you surrender it to God and say, I, you know, I think I've got this right. I do, I think I've got this right. But Lord, you know, so it's your will, not mine. I leave it up to you. The outcome is up to you. There are three examples of petitions that were given by God. Once by Jesus. This is not the only one, but this is the famous one of Jesus in Gethsemane, right? Going to the cross. Do you think Jesus' Jesus's prayer to his father was to get him out of it? The Son of Man, the humanity of Jesus, boldly goes to the Father and says, yes, we finally have come to this, but... Can I ask you a favor? I didn't know it was going to be like this. Yeah, that's right. He didn't know it was going to be like that. Because he was in human, human form. Yes, he had the fullness of God. Yes, he had, was equal with the Father. Yes, he had all of that. But he was still human. And he came to the Father as a human because he was going to be crucified as a human, as a man, as a human being. And he came and he petitioned him. So we know in the, in the garden he's trying to get the disciples to pray with him. They won't pray. They fall asleep. And so he, it's just him. Talk about a lonely place. Here he is. Verse 36 of Mark 14. Abba, Father, my daddy... My daddy, you're my daddy now. He cried out, and listen what he says. Listen to what he said. 
Look at the way he teased this up. He said, everything is possible with you. We do that in our prayers too. Oh, all things are possible with God. God, this is what I need. Jesus did it too. He said, <laughs> he said Father, everything is possible with you. Father's like, mm-hmm. Okay, where's this going? Everything is possible with you. And then he said it, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet, I want your will to be done, not mine. There is that tension. That tension's okay. It's healthy to have that, atten- that tension going on. This is what I want, but really above that, I want what you want. I want this, I want this, but I want more what you want. That's what we need to know when we're praying. That's what we need to know when we don't have answered prayers. That it's all about the will of God. That God always has a higher purpose. He always has a higher purpose for the unanswered. Always. Absolutely always. How about Paul? The Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul. And he was given. By God. A thorn. Of flesh. And Paul petitioned. Petitioned. Petitioned, petitioned. Take it out. Take it out. Jesus came to his father. All things are impossible. Let this cup pass. He, he, he asked God for three passes. Three passes. Yeah, I'm using that word deliberate. A pass from God. His will to be done but I'm asking for a pass from his will. But Paul, he said three times, three times he begged the Lord. He begged the Lord. That's the NLT in 2 Corinthians 12. He begged the Lord to take it away. And each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So unanswered prayer, what do we need to know? God always has a higher purpose and plan. And yes, we do need to couch our prayers and footnote our prayers always with God, your will be done. Your will be done. So that's Paul. How about King David? All the way back now, over a thousand years earlier with King David. Remember his sin with Bathsheba. Remember, he murdered Bathsheba's husband. He committed terrible sin. And yet Bathsheba was pregnant and she was having a child. David petitioned God to please not kill the child as was prophesied by Nathan the prophet. He was asking God to completely reverse the prophetic and the judgment. 
please don't kill the baby. He even fasted. We're speaking of fasting. He was laid out for days. Seven days out, laid out, fasting, praying, crying out to God, please spare the child. Everybody's outside his prayer room. He's in the prayer room. That's his prayer room, the palace. And he's praying. And and his staff outside, his team outside, they're hearing him. They're hearing the pain and the anguish. They're worried. It's pretty deep. It's tearing them apart. He's asking them. David comes out of his room. Verse 19, David saw them whispering. He realized what had happened. Is the child dead? Yes, they replied, he is dead. Then David got up from the ground, washed himself, put on lotions and changed his clothes. He went from the prayer room to the tabernacle to where he worshiped the Lord. And after that, he returned to the palace and was served the food and he ate. And it says his advisors were absolutely shocked. They couldn't figure it out. Because they thought if the child died, he'd probably kill himself. That's what they thought. David would just do himself in. But no, David had a connection and a relationship with God and he knew his God. And he knew that God's will was going to be done. And he needed to be at peace with that. And so when it came and the child died, it says that he got up and he washed himself and he went and worshiped and he accepted God's will. He received it. But what I like is, it's shortly after that. What does it say? You read through that chapter and you'll see that from there, from the tabernacle of worship, he went from the prayer room of agony to the tabernacle of praise and worship. He washed himself up and then he went to his wife, Bathsheba. And they had sex. And they conceived the baby that God had in mind. God had not changed his plan of the lineage of Jesus Christ coming through the house of David. It was still intact. But see, it was going to be not a child stained by the sin and reproach of David's generation. But he had the baby and his name was Solomon. And his name means peace. It's finished with peace. So, of course, that's a good message all in itself. Four, God is still working. Know this, unanswered prayer, God is still working. I was hearing the song of the Waymaker again this morning. I I do love that song because it gets to the message 
and it says God is at work. He's always working. He's always working. So no matter what in your unanswered prayer, know this, that God is always with you. He is with you. And he is always working. That's what Jesus said of his father. In John 5, he said, my father is always working and so am I. Number five, we need to know this. God always knows. We're doing okay on time, by the way, in case you're wondering. God always knows the best outcome in every trial of life. We know that, right? We must know that. That no matter what, no matter how many unanswered prayers I have, God has the final word, yes, but God also knows the final outcome in every trial. The question is in this, which this is the, maybe the bottom line, more than do you believe God, but do you trust God? Do you trust him with a no? Do you trust him with a wait? Do you trust him with a silent? And do you still trust him even when he's silent? Or is faith still intact? Faith is always alive. Faith does not clock in and clock out. Faith is. Faith is. You have faith? Faith is. It is substance that is there. That is always there. Isn't it interesting? We don't need trust. Hear me now. We don't need trust for God's yes. Because you got what you wanted. It was a favorable outcome. So you don't need trust for that. In fact, I, you know, I'm not even sure you need faith for that. Even the world can receive from God. You don't need faith to receive. You need faith to give. Always the best outcome. Garth Brooks. Yes, I like Garth Brooks. He wrote and he did a song called Thank God for Unanswered Prayer. You're going to discover when you become a Christian long enough that you're going to know you've got a prayer log or you've got it up here or whatever. You've got a list of those prayers and there's going to come a time when some of those prayers didn't get answered and you look back and go, oh, I'm so glad God didn't answer that one. What was I thinking? Yes, I'm quoting Garth Brooks. Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. Remember when you're talking to the man upstairs that just because he doesn't answer doesn't mean he don't care. 
Some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. Absolutely. If God didn't give me an answered, unanswered prayer over 40 years ago, I would have never married Jan. Jan is the result of unanswered prayer. She really is. She was caught in the vacuum of unanswered prayer. And you will have them too. Because God knows the best. He knows the absolute best. He knows the best outcome. He knows his will. And lastly, the one last thing, number six, we need to know. Know your faith is so precious. Your faith God has given everyone a measure of faith. Everyone. Yes, you, Stan. Yes, you, Chris. Yes, you, Renee. God has given you each a wonderful gift. Your faith. Know this, that with unanswered prayer, it's still your faith that is more precious, more valuable than prayers that have ever been answered. As far as unanswered prayer, I'll close with this quote. Oh, we did good. We will, <laughs> we, will, we will close with this quote by Rick Warren. Some of you may not know Rick Warren. Rick Warren was the pastor of Saddleback Church in Orange County. Had about 20,000 people. He started in his living room. He, he defected from Baptist to Pentecostal. And he got penalized for it, too. Now he promotes and campaigns for women in the Baptist church to be ordained. It's not well received. But he did say this when it came to character and development. It is all about your faith. It is all about the development. He said this, character is both developed and revealed by tests. And all of life is a test. <laughs> Some of us oldies but goodies, we remember TV in the old days. Be watching a program and all of a sudden it stops. And then this symbol comes on. And then this beeping comes on. Beep! Interrupting your show. And then you hear a narrative. This is a test. For the next 60 seconds, some of you have heard it on the radio. But all of life is a test. You will be tested by major changes, delayed promises, impossible problems, unanswered prayers, undeserved criticism and even senseless tragedies. It's all a test. All a test. But we are not God's guinea pigs. 
We are God's people. We are God's sons and daughters. We are the church of the living God, that God inhabits his church. And we are always put to the test. We will always have to deal maybe with that elephant in the room. But I just want to encourage you with this. Don't stop praying. Do, how many times, you, we have talked to people like this. We have talked to people that, you know, that don't know the Lord and they don't know a lot about the Lord and they've had some church experience and, and then you find out they'll say something like this. Well, you know what? God didn't heal my uncle. God took away my beloved wife. God took away my firstborn child. And they're painful stories. And I'll admit, they're hard to listen to, aren't they? But we can't afford. This is all about trusting God no matter what. He is God, and we're not. And he knows more. He does more. He sees the big picture all the time. So I don't know about you, why Joshua, of course, would say, it's for me and my house. You guys do what you want to do, but it's for me and my house. We will serve God. We will believe God. And we will not stop praying. We will not forfeit our faith. I'm not giving up my faith. Because people have out there, they give up their faith because God didn't do what they believed he should have done. And that's a hard one. I know. But I can't worry about them all the time. I just have to take care of yours truly. Make sure my heart is right. Right? Amen. Let's go to prayer here. and Let's go to the Holy Spirit and ask him. Ask him to come today. And reveal these truths to us. To know in our heart. We, uh, we sing it all the time. God is good. God is good. When unanswered prayers are here, is God still good? God's still good. Because we know all this other stuff. We know all of it. We do. So we're gonna, that's where we're going to camp. Father, we commit this month to you. We commit the month of January to you. We go to the prayer room. We go to the gym. We go to work it. We're going to work, Lord. We're putting on our hard hat, and we're going to work. And Lord, we're going to work the prayers. We're going to work the petitions. We're going to work the intercessions. We're going to work the worship. We're going to work it. Lord, because we want more. We believe you want more for us, Lord. We, we know you want to birth more. And Lord, everything is birthed out of prayer. Everything is birthed out of the delivery room of prayer. Everyone, all the results comes from the gym, 
of prayer, the work of prayer. May we not faint. May we not draw back. May we not hesitate. May we press in even more. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to our Gateway Sermon Podcast at our Gateway City Church, Clovis Campus. We'll be releasing a new episode every week, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out. Gateway City Church is one church that meets in multiple cities. To find us or to learn more, visit mygatewaycity.church. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you right here next week.